Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 189, Digging Up the Roots. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. I've just come back from a wonderful trip to South Dakota. I don't know how many of you have been there, but I was constantly amazed by how many amazing sights were there from the badlands, which really like deep canyons, to the Black Mountains, which really aren't black. It was only because of the Ponderosa pine trees. And you wind up into the heights of these wonderful mountains, and then going down into the caves, the Jewel Cave or the Wind Cave, seeing calcite and other wonderful stones that are hidden there, and then getting the chance to go into Wyoming and seeing the Devil's Tower, which I'd only ever seen in pictures. And you, like me, may have seen close encounters of the third kind. And there was the tower that was drawn over and over again by those who knew there were ETs coming and star beings coming. It was wonderful to be able to walk around that and feel its presence. And this was an old volcanic plug. In other words, the volcano hadn't exploded, it had stopped. And so this plug of energy was still there and you could feel the energy from Mother Earth, Mother Earth's kiss. And here, the Earth around it had all dissolved away, but when we went to Bear Butte, which is in South Dakota, there the earth hadn't eroded away and the native people saw this as a really sacred site as I could feel when I was there. There's so much in our geology, so much of our world is alive and waiting for us to meet it. And it certainly felt, I think, when I was on Bear Butte, that this was a place of meeting our star people. And the star people... Uh, the message I received was that they're here to help us. We have to call them in, and it's no different than calling in your guides. The only thing I would suggest is not to say, I want to see you, I want to know your name. Introduce yourself if you're sitting in your own home or in your backyard or garden or going to somewhere and saying, hello, I'm Christine. Don't, don't say that, say your own name. And who are you? And I always call myself a curious wayfinder and tell them that you're, you would love to meet them. And you may just feel their presence. You may just feel their sense. Maybe you get tingling, or your hair stands on end, or you may get images. Again, try not to say, well, are you a person with two arms, two, two legs, and a nose? <laughs> because that's what we need on this planet, but not necessarily on other planets. And it really is about meeting or resonating with what is already in your DNA. So within our DNA, despite everything else that's been going into our DNA, our DNA contains the memory or the DNA, let's call it that, from different star systems. Some say it's 23 different star systems. In other words, we may have 22 pairs and then the male-female ones or we may have more than that, but we are literally carrying the seeds, the consciousness for all these different star systems. And so they have an interest in our development, our evolution, as much as we have it in theirs. 
because literally we're carrying their babies. We're carrying the information of who they are. So you, you could, when you're sitting quietly saying, I want to meet you as part of my family, part of my DNA. And how can I work with you to evolve not just myself, but to evolve my star family? Because we're all moving together. We're all evolving. And I felt that Bear Butte, especially in the ridges that ran along the top of Bear Butte, certainly were places where the American Indians had come to sit and communicate with their star beings. And what, what only gets in the way for us is when we say, <clears throat> appear to me, give me your name, and then we limit it. So you can ask questions, but your questions may, if, may be given answers that are not necessarily just direct. It may just be, you may get an image, you may get words, you may get a hum, you may get nothing, you may just get a hug. This is a really good time to just call in the star people who are your family, just like any family, and saying, hey, not, do, not only do I need your help, but show me the way so that I can be a proper member of your family. So I can really remember my roots, so I can really come home. And this is something that's going to be happening over and over again over these next few months, especially. This homecoming, this desire to get right down to who am I? And obviously there's a lot going on that's encouraging us only to look at the surface. This person, black, white, Christian, Jewish, male, female, that's relatively superficial. And the more focus that we are offered or made to think about is really keeping us away from, no, I'm, I'm all of those things. I'm wearing that costume, but it's not who I am. I am more than that. I am a universal being. And I have within my DNA many different dimensional beings' DNA. In other words, it's not just one world or one universe. I have within me all of these different facets, these different parts of my nature that appear as Christine and appear as you. And they're all being present or presented now. And as we move on and we move Jupiter moving into Aries, it is an exciting time. All the dreams that we've had in the last few months or ideas we have, they're being given the chance to actually manifest now. So if you want to see Pisces as the 12th sign or the end of the zodiac cycle, Aries is the beginning. So I kind of saw it like jumping off a cliff and landing on a road and off you go. Now you're the little boy or the little hero boy. And I always see it as a boy. You can be a girl. But it's like, okay, I'm leaving home and I'm going to be the hero. So Aries is all about finding yourself. Who am I? And it's just the discovery that I'm talking about. But it's as if maybe this time between where Jupiter has fallen out of Pisces and in the end of Pisces and coming into the beginning of Aries is maybe what it was like when you first entered this Earth. You came from this amazing space of unlimitedness and now you're boom into this body and you're going, who am I? What am I? Why am I here? Maybe you're still asking those questions many years on. But this is a time of bringing 
all that you knew from this unlimited place into this now. And so I'm making it slightly easier. If you thought you're going to do something, do it now. Start now. And Jupiter will continue in Aries until October, and then it will go back into Pisces and then go back into Aries again in December. And I want to introduce my new course, my seven-week course that I'm running with Shift Network, which is my body, my, your, your, your body, yourself, your intuition, my body, myself, my intuition. So if you're interested, it covers all those subjects, and I invite you to join me. Please go to theshiftnetwork.com and you'll see that there. Or you can go to my website, and I've added a link there to the calendar. It will also be on Facebook. But it felt really important that I've been talking about doing this course, I've been preparing for it, and now it's starting next week on the 17th. And it felt like this, taking an idea and setting it off. So are you doing something similar? Is something happening in your life that you're just being given life to? It's hard work. You know, you're now starting the hard work after thinking about it, but it's worth it. And if you want to understand Jupiter being in Aries, you can go back to 2010, 2011, and ask yourself, what was my energy like then? Did I start something new then? What was happening for me in 2010, 2011? Because Jupiter stays in a sign about a year. And in 2010, for me, I was very busy talking about 2012. And 2012, because I had written the book, 2012, and the great mother, I was really talking about what I could see beyond 2012. And it was a very exciting time for me. So what happened to you in 2010, 2011? Because there's a repeat happening now. So, you know, get, <laughs> get all your gear together and be ready to make a move because this is an exciting time. Now, I've got to say that with Jupiter in Aries, you've also got the potential of a more warlike energy. And I think I spoke about this before. Jupiter in Aries is, hey, let's go off to war, which we've already done. But I would say just be careful somewhat of Jupiter's rather manic energy as well of being terribly enthusiastic, but not always thinking about what it's going to do first. So there could be more outreach of starting something big to move uh, for us collectively. The other thing that's happening is Mercury is going backwards, as it does often for three weeks. So it's going back in Gemini, which is where Mercury is most comfortable. I've got Mercury in Gemini, chat, chat, chat. It'll go back into Taurus, where it's about talking about the body, talking about the land, talking about you know, listening to your body, which is very much part of my course, because I really, as you know, see the body as our greatest friend with great wisdom. And that of what I've noticed is how little we listen to the body. We can override our body. We're more likely to listen to our emotions than when we are our body. But I can't say strongly enough that our body is our, you know, our compassionate friend who is not attached to our story, not attached to our whining, not attached to our emotional needs. It just says, stop, you're going to stop now. And it stops you. So the body is at this time, and we're going to see this certainly over the next two or three weeks, there's going to be more information about the body, more information about listening to the body. 
And I think that's going to tie up with really what's happening around the virus and has the virus gone away? The answer is no, the virus hasn't gone away. And if you want to listen to something more, a very intense talk with Del Bigtree on the high wire with Gert van den Bosch, be ready because it's very deep and it's very scientific, but it's also very challenging listening, but well worth it, my friends. And he was the one that always said the last thing we need to be doing at this time is giving a vaccine during a pandemic. He said we should never give a vaccine in a pandemic because you're attacking the virus at the very time where you're wanting it to quieten down, which makes sense. He says usually when we give a vaccine, you, your body's at rest. It can take on board whatever you're giving it and it can mount its own defenses. But if it's already at high defenses and then you attack it again, excuse me, if, you're, if, if the body is already being defended and then you put the vaccine in and you, you're asking it to do something, you're literally creating an overreaction of the immune system and the virus is not being killed. And so what he speaks about is that originally it, you created what we call neutralizing antibodies, which are good, not as good as killer T cells, but... Their starts, antibodies live outside the cell. They live in the bloodstream, one could say, whereas the, the killer T cells live within the cell, which is really the place where the virus will hide. But neutralizing antibodies are a good start. But he said now what's happened is the body is creating non-neutralizing antibodies. In other words, the virus is not being killed and these antibodies have no power to do anything. He said, that's the problem. Even though you might measure antibodies, there's no change. And now the virus is looking at ways to get around anything that has tried to block it. And it, it really is having an effect in, in response to the fact that he says, are you noticing how the virus continues to pop up in people? And we're seeing that. He says, it's not now just a winter event like the flu and he said it's not just affecting old people or people who are com have comorbidities, it's affecting everybody. He said when a virus occurs throughout all age groups, throughout all genders, throughout the year, he says this virus is now gone beyond any sort of natural uh, defenses. And um, he said the virus is, you know, it affected us with Omicron. But he said it mainly affected only the upper respiratory tract, not the lower, which was good. But he said it's still around. So what he suggests, and I think we all keep suggesting, is don't let your defenses down in terms of how you take care of your immune system. The immune system still needs the vitamin, the vitamin uh, D. It still needs the zinc. It still needs the quercetin. It needs the vitamin B if you need it, vitamin C and whatever else you can take, which is alongside exercises, exercise, sunlight, you know, not feeling helpless, doing something, not like getting lost in any fear to keep the motion going. And who knows what's going to happen in the summer months. But it feels as if when I was talking, thinking about what I was going to say, we're not getting to the root of the problem we're still just surfing the surface. And if we want to say that a virus is information, again, taking it away from some devil being, 
to saying, okay, this is a piece of information which is getting wiser and wiser because of the way we've treated it. And that wisdom increase is unfortunately also linked to how AI works. AI now can think outside the box, can think around the problem. This virus is thinking around the problem. And what we need to do is think around the problem as well. And so what's happening if we think about viruses being information we're seeing is that the information that's coming to us is, is being filtered or blocked, but it's not getting to the root of the problem. It's not getting down to, we could say, where did the virus originally come from? What is the source of this information? We have to understand that just chucking off the heads of the hydra isn't going to work. We need to ask ourselves, what is the information that this virus is trying to bring to us in a positive way? And yes, there's an increase in cosmic energy coming into the planet. In other words, universal energy. But that's, you could just say, more information that allows us to know who we are. But at the same time, it shines a light on who we are. <laughs> so this is also shining a light on, yay, I'm a star being. And yay, I have some very dark energy inside me, as you do, as, I, as everybody does. And this is a time to really dig deep and say, what is the cause? What is the deep cause of my persona? Why do I do what I do? Rather than just trying to, as I say, chop up the heads of the hydra, what is driving me? And even if we start to say nice things like, oh, I want to be in service, I want to do positive to the world, why? Is it because you believe there's negative in the world? Is it because you believe that only being in service is valuable? These are some of the difficult questions. And the reason I'm focusing on that is we have this lunar eclipse on the 15th, 16th of this month. And it's in Scorpio. And Scorpio loves digging up the dirt. And a lunar eclipse is about shining a light in the darkness or throwing things to the surface so we can see what's going on. And an eclipse doesn't just last a few days or an hour, an hour or however long. It lasts for six months at least. So what we have is this lunar eclipse in Scorpio. We had that solar eclipse in Taurus. This is the, what we call the nodal axis. And we're being shown not the surface problems, but how to look deep inside. What is the root cause of this issue? The root cause of so much is that we don't trust each other, that we've been forced to believe in polarization, that we don't trust ourselves, we don't like ourselves. Uh, I'm just giving you some suggestions, that we believe that we are not good enough to go to the kingdom of heaven. It's not enough to just talk about fear or distrust. It's like, where did that come from? Part of that is in our heritage that may be far beyond the familial. You know, you can't look back into your ancestors and go, aha, there it is. Although I always encourage you to look back at least three generations if you can. What makes us who we are? What makes me who I am? I can look at your astrology chart and I go, ah, I can see what's going on. 
but that's really just giving me an outline of who you are. Until we are brave enough to not just tell a story and say, oh, it's because my mother didn't love me or this didn't happen. Why did I need to create that scenario, this life, in order to know myself? Because I created that mother who didn't love me, etc. I created that poverty. And I created that astrology chart to make sure that I really dug deep. Maybe our mother not loving us helped us to love ourselves. Maybe our mother not loving us helped us to love our children more. I've got to stop looking outside for the answers. And we've got to be honest with ourselves. What, why would I choose this life? Why would I choose those family? What have I grown? How am I growing because of this? And we have few examples or role models amongst our leaders of accountability, of self-reflection. There's never been a time where people have pointed fingers at everybody else. But, hey, that's their story. I don't have to get engaged in that. Scorpio is taking us deep. It will throw to the surface the corruptions, the secrets, the awful things that are happening to children, to women, to men, the trafficking that are just being brushed aside because of the corruption that's on the surface. There is so much that would break most of our hearts and yet it's just being brought up and swept apart. I think that now's the time for any of us who have compassion for human beings. It's time for us to say no more. Sending love and light is not enough. It's time to look someone in the eye and say no more. This has to stop. And there are many brave people stepping up but are being cancelled or sent to court or whatever they're doing because they can see through their very intuitive eyes it's just through their heart that something is wrong. I pray that this next six months, there will be less just talking about something and more action. And first, it starts with me. It starts with me being honest with what's happening in me. That if I get triggered, what's being triggered? Not just, just have an outburst or blame someone else or go into some sort of drama, and nor to even talk about, well, I have an issue with this. It's not about having an issue. It's about integrating that issue into my heart, owning that part of myself. And I recognize recently just how much I have a tendency, which I know some of you may have, to use my intuition to feel into other people's energy. I have to be very mindful of, I have to say, not spending too much time with lots of people because it's, it is hard for me to always shut down. And I choose the people I want to be around. But when I am around a lot of people, I have to really shut down so that I'm not picking up all the energy and getting lost in other people's dramas. Because I also have a part of me that wants to fix people. <laughs> So when I see a problem, I want to give it a solution. I want to help them. 
And so learning just to quiet myself down, stay in my own body, maybe even distract myself into doing something that isn't so intense within someone else's field helps me. But when I get triggered, I can recognize how I step in to want to help. Am I the only person? Out comes my vacuum cleaner. I want to clean up their emotions. I want to give them solutions. I don't want them to suffer. Because in truth, what I'm really saying is, your suffering is affecting me. Could you just quieten down or change? And I'm very aware of having to step back and not just say, well, they're not ready to hear, or, but to recognize this has got nothing to do with me. It's not my business. And that sometimes, and you may recognize this in your life, we can get caught up in someone else's drama, but the drama is a long way from the roots. It's like, you know, as I say, these heads of the hydra, you know, making a lot of noise, but they're far away from what the problem is. And I watch lots of people have dramas in order to stay away from the source of the problem, to blame other people, to scream, to shout, but they don't want to get down to the core of why did I create this or even why is this affecting me? And I can see how easy it is to just keep wanting to talk to one of the heads and not an avoid wanting to get in touch with the roots. So I have to put my vacuum cleaner away. I have to not chop off the head of the hydra or try and clean it up. I have to hold my center, hoping that when I hold my center, it might encourage whoever it is that's got the many heads of drama, that they may also learn how to come back into their center and take ownership of what it is that's causing the whirlwind around them. Drama seems to be the story at the moment. You see people using their voice or using their actions to create a lot of noise, but no action, real action. And if you've been brought up around a lot of noise in your childhood, either by voices or by actions, you will do perhaps what I do, which is to try and quieten everything down because it disturbs the psyche. And my suggestion is to step back, find your center, hold your rootedness, really dig deep. And maybe through that, someone else will choose to come back and meet their roots to get to the core of the issue. And so Scorpio, with this wonderful full moon, and we have this lunar eclipse, which is in South America, North America, Africa, it's certainly going to be places that will be influenced by a lot of what I'm talking about. At this moment, Africa has great immune strength compared with perhaps countries that vaccinated more than others. Maybe Africa is going to be seen as somewhere that uh, can show us the way. We have a lot of answers to be found, but we need less talk, more action, more accountability. And I think this will come with my final thought here, is that Saturn here in Aquarius is literally squaring the North and South node. Saturn can be the authority, and we'll be actually saying, no, we're not going to look at this, but it can also be the foundation. Saturn is 
What is the blueprint from which we wish to move? And I think that's an important one. When I was speaking about saying no more, I think Saturn is the one that says, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to play this game anymore. We're not going to enter that drama anymore. This is finished. And it's not about cutting off the head. It's about, I only wish to talk to the core, to your heart, to your wisdom. I'm not playing the game anymore. And I think Saturn is really helping us to find that place of saying, we're not repeating the past. We're creating a new future and a future where our insight is clear, our hearts are open and our roots are deep. Please think about joining me on my seven-week course, The Shift Network. And until then, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.